Zoning Commission. It is uh, 7.02 p.m. Today is Tuesday, July 20th, and all please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation under, God, under God, indivisible, with liberty, with liberty and justice, justice for all. For all. Will the clerk please call the roll? Ted Estwan. Here. Steve Jalowick. Here. Raul Sanchez. No, Raul. For, for the record, Karen, let uh, the record state that Raul is excused this evening. Perfect. Okay. Albert Biskowitz. Here. Okay. Uh, Dave Kipchansky. Here. Raymond Sadlick. Here. Gino DiCiviani. Here. Micah Fratarolo. Here. Dan Lisbon. Here. Okay, we have a quorum. Okay, thanks, Karen. Um, additions, deletions, and corrections to the agenda. Let the record state that I don't have any this evening. Uh, communications. I don't have any uh, communications this evening. I haven't gotten to City Hall to see if there's anything, but they haven't notified me. Uh, public portion. Is there any from one from the public who would like to address the commission at this time? Um, yeah, this is Attorney Dominic Thomas. Uh, I know I'm on the agenda for the other the uh, for an application. I, I do want to address the commission on behalf of three of my clients, who are um, uh, Derby uh, business people. And um, uh, I just need to express their wishes that the matters related to the plan development district uh, be resolved one way or the other as soon as possible. Uh, one of them is a commercial uh, client in a commercial zone that needs to do something that uh, I've talked to Ryan about. It is not allowed under the regulations, uh, something that needs to be done. And the other two are uh, in zones that are uh, transitional zones abutting non-residential zones and they would like to uh, uh, to move along or to determine whether or not they can do what they're going to do. Um, and I just want to say one final thing. As you know, I'm involved in a lot of plan development districts. I was listening to a prior meeting, listening to the tape of a prior meeting, and a comment was made, I don't recall who it was, that you are working on a draft in which you allow a lot of uses more than other towns. Um, I'm assuming you're looking at the PDD regulation. PDD regulations allow no uses. PDD regulations are a zone change. So the uses are only allowed once the zone change takes place. So I hope that you will, on behalf of my three clients who want to move along, who want to hopefully resolve issues and do things on their property, I hope you will um, deliberate, but hopefully come up with a regulation that uh, allows more creativity with respect to Derby. So thank you very much. Thanks, Dominic. Is there anybody else from the public who would like to address the commission at this time? Anyone else from the public? With that being said, pub yes. Uh, Carmen DeCenzo, Carmen. Drive. Also, um, economic development liaison. Um, I, I too would like the commission to look in favor of the PDD. Um, we have quite a few areas in town that are going to need something like a PDD. Um, and, you know, I think it's time 
that we move the city forward. And I, I really don't see the city moving forward without a PDD. Um, you know, I don't want to give secrets away, but there's quite a few people that are waiting for the PDD. So with that in mind, I would just hope that the commission will look favorably upon it so we can move our city forward. Thank you. Thanks, Carmen. Is there anybody else from the public who would like to address the commission at this time? Anyone else? Okay, with that, we'll move on to item number seven, approval of minutes for the 6-15-2021 regular meeting. I sent the minutes out to everybody. Is there a motion to approve? I'll make the motion to approve. Is there a second? Uh, no, I can't, uh, not for June, because I'll abstain. I was not there. I'll make the motion to approve. Motion to approve by Steve Jalica. Is there a second? Second. Made and seconded by Al Miswitz. Any discussion on the motion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? And I'll abstain. Uh, did we do the minutes? I think I sent two sets of minutes out before the May minutes. Were they handled in June, Steve? Say that again? It, the May minutes, were they handled in June and approved in June? Because no. Karen sent no out we've two got sets. Our, yeah, we've got to approve both. Okay, so I... Is there a motion to approve the minutes of the May meeting? I make that motion. Is there a second? Second. Made and seconded. Any discussion on the motion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. Minutes approved. Receipt of applications. Let the records show. We do not have any new applications this evening. Okay. 9A is a public hearing. Luna Limon Nature Preschool, 189 New Haven Avenue, special exception application for a child daycare center. Is this the one, Ryan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that asked for a continuation and we received in a writing? You're muted, Ryan. Ryan, you're muted. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Chairman. Um, it's Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, we received email correspondence from Ryan Thompson, the engineer for the applicant, okay. where they grant the commission an extension to allow the public hearing to continue to August as they uh, consider some different potential different options on, okay. the, uh, on the property. Okay, got it. And they also request that uh, discussion be tabled tonight. Okay. To the August meeting. Motion to table till the August meeting if we need it. Is there a second? Second. Made and seconded. Any discussion on the motion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, we'll move on to item 9B. 33 Elizabeth Street, LLC. 33 Elizabeth Street, special exception application for a commercial retail office on first floor and 22 studio and 10 one-bedroom apartments. Is there uh, someone from the applicant to address the commission this evening? Is there someone here from the applicant? Uh, yes, uh, uh, Attorney Dominic Thomas from Cohen and Thomas, 315 Main Street, Derby, Connecticut, uh, here representing the applicant. Uh, the uh, property owners are present, as is uh, Patrick Rose, who is the architect uh, and his in firm is engineering the, uh, the uh, proposal. Um, I, I believe everybody on the commission is very familiar with the building. Uh, I used to refer to it in my younger days as the old UI building. Um, a place where you went and you paid your utility bill. Um, and it's gone through several iterations, banks and everything throughout the, uh, the years. Um, while I don't want to step on, 
uh, Pat Rose's toes because he's the architect. I think it uh, on Lower Elizabeth Street, it is certainly one of the more architecturally interesting buildings that exist there. But most people don't realize as you if you review the plans, is that the property goes all the way to Minerva Street. There is uh, uh, actually a pretty much of an abundance of Wall Street parking. And uh, the uh, clients, uh, uh, my clients are proposing that under the uh, CDD zone and under the special ex exception uh, uses that they propose keeping the downstairs area, which right now is an event area for commercial retail or, or office, and, and then the rest of the building uh, be uh, converted to um, uh, 22 studio and 10 one-bedroom uh, apartments, uh, which uh, I believe is a substantial benefit to downtown. Um, before turning this over to Pat to go over the, uh, the, uh, the architecture and the uh, survey, I would just uh, refer you obviously to my statement of use. Um, it is uh, permitted use uh, with a special exception. Um, it is a development that obviously uh, provides, uh, brings residents of the downtowns that have pedestrian access really to the restaurants, the services, and uh, to transportation, to public transportation, including the train, uh, the uh, bus lines and everything. So it is an ideal uh, location. As you heard me say numerous times before this commission, uh, the Derby train station is the only place in the state of Connecticut with a Metro North line, two major bus lines, two major highways and a transit district. And um, it is very important for the economic development of Derby to bring people into the downtown because you must bring people in first um, and people attract the economic development. Uh, the property is obviously served by public water, city sewers, all that are necessary utilities. And as you will see from Pat Rose's presentation, uh, there is an abundance of off-street parking uh, uh, on the site. Uh, and I think uh, it is uh, uh, certainly a, a, would be a benefit to economic development in the downtown. And I'll close with saying to you that when, we're, when you discuss economic development, economic development is not just a project that generates more in taxes than it takes out in services. It's also bringing people into the downtown area that have money in their pocket and spend it on the Derby businesses. And with that, uh, I will turn it over to uh, uh, Patrick Rose, uh, the, uh, the architect, and I think, Pat, you can work it out with, uh, with Ryan if there was any screen sharing that's required or, or with uh, the town clerk. Thank you. I'm Pat Rose from Rose Teasel and Company, 35 Brentwood Avenue, Fairfield, Connecticut. I'm the architect on the project. Um, I can share my screen if you let me do that. Um, Pat, go right ahead. Thank you. So this this was the cover sheet of, uh, hopefully everybody can see that. We got it in front of you. It's not sharing, at least on my screen, is it? Does the town clerk have to allow it? Should be able to. Oh. Pat, would you like me to bring it up on my screen? I got it. Just a second. Everybody have it now? Yes. Yes. Very good. 
Um, so this just being the cover sheet of an adaptive reuse of 33 Elizabeth Street, um, which will be comprised of 32 units altogether. Uh, 10 of them are one bedroom and 22 of them are studios. And let's go to the next page. Uh, we've done a property survey of the project, of the this project area, and you know, the main building on Elizabeth Street here, there's a bridge on the second floor that connects to the rear building, which is on Minerva in this location. And luckily, we have parking on either side on 3rd Street and off Minerva on this side. So luckily, that those have been parked. Lots. I had uh, Brian had questioned whether they were parking lots in the past. Some of the spaces are a little, maybe a little under the aisle, maybe a little under. But they, I was able to provide him with some uh, Google Maps going back to 2006, which showed that it was had been parking lot in the, in the past. So, this being our first floor plan, A101, where we have the existing meeting room on Elizabeth Street. Uh, main lobby entrance, elevator and stair, which connect up to the residence. And a second stair in that building, which goes all four stories. And then this being the rear building, which is separated on the first floor. Uh, we're showing four apartments on that first floor. There's a stairway in the middle of the building. Um, and there are entrances off the parking lot in this entrance here for those for two, two, uh, two studios and two one-bedrooms. We have 36 parking spaces shown on the site where we have you know, abundance in this corner, three on this lower lot over here behind the building on Elizabeth, and then the, the balance of those on the other side to the south and behind and on, on Minerva. So we've got... 36, which is, you know, feels more adequate for what we're proposing for the type of housing. We believe that uh, we meet all the regulations, you know, that we have for the project. Um, and our density is a little over in as much as the number of units per acre. So that's why we require a special exception for the project. Just to go up through the stories from the second floor up. We are all apartments where an elevator, stairway, corridor, which connects the entire building back to this stairway. And there's a third stairway, actually, in this location. So we've got studios, studios, one bedrooms, and bedrooms. They vary in size um, for the studios and one bedrooms. The studios range from 475 square feet to 689 square feet. And the one bedrooms range from 594 square feet to 736 square feet. So in the in the rear building, there are 12 apartments, and in the front building on Elizabeth, there are 20. On that second floor, actually, that's the bridge. This is the bridge that spans across the driveway underneath. So on the third floor, these two buildings are completely separate. We're going to build a corridor that connects the front building to the rear building and allows us to have a second means of egress 
for this third, these four apartments on this third floor. Similar, they're similar studios and one bedrooms um, on these floors. The fourth floor is only the Elizabeth Street building, which has the same type of one bedrooms and studio apartments. So believe that it's a very good use of the space and the building um, as a reuse uh, for apartments from the offices that it previously was. The building itself is not going to be changed very much. Um, on this left side elevation, which faces Third Street, we're going to be adding windows because there are no windows over here right now. And we need to add windows in order to make it habitable space on the rear building. And there's also a couple windows on this side that we're adding, but most of those are already there. On the right side elevation, those windows are all there. They'll be you know, replaced with energy efficient windows. This is the bridge. And then this is the corridor, extension of the corridor on the third floor, going back over. Front elevation, which everybody's familiar with, very decorative brick facade. It's going to remain as it is. New windows be put in, energy efficient windows. And then on Minerva Street, the facade that's there you know, is you know, typical brick building um, with, with bands of brick soldier forces. Uh, very, very elegant, even on, both, even on the Minerva side. So I believe this is a real good reuse of this building. That's pretty much my presentation. I'd be happy to answer questions. Uh, there was one thing I forgot to put on the record. I do want to put it on the record, which was that uh, the notices in accordance with your uh, uh, zoning regulations uh, and the uh, abutters within 150 feet and the radius maps were all submitted electronically uh, to, uh, uh, I think, copying Ryan, uh, Sarah, and uh, Lisa uh, Narowski. Uh, and that was all submitted electronically, um, I think, about a week or so ago. And just to go over a couple little things that Ryan had in his uh, report, um, there's a you know, chain link fence with, you know, other things on it which are in poor shape we're going to be replacing the perimeter fencing with a decorative fence on these parking lots on both sides so much more inviting and secure it's, it's in poor condition right now and then the other issue is that you had a question about uh, lighting of the building there actually are light fixtures that exist on the building and they're quite old um, what we'll be doing is replacing those light fixtures with a shoebox type fixture with cutoff, vertical cutoffs, um, LED lights, one in this, these three locations on this side, which take care of the third street elevation, and then in these couple locations here, which take care of the southerly parking lot for lighting. Actually, there is street lighting um, in this area also, um, Minerva and third. I think that touches all of Ryan's points that he had. And uh, what was submitted in, a, in addition to the revised plans, which were revised per Ryan's report, uh, also Ryan's report was submitted with Rose Tizo's uh, responses to each line item in the report, plus the uh, six, I believe, uh, uh, Google uh, aerial photographs showing the uh, history of parking going back to the early 2000s. 
I, I mean, I can, we have that. If I assume all the commission members were provided with that response. If not, we can also bring that up onto the screen share. We're ready to answer any questions if anybody has any. Ryan, I'll ask at this time if you have anything additional to add besides your letter. I'm looking at the aerial photos and your letter um, and the response. Do you have anything additional to add? Well, I, yeah, I, I would, uh, with regard to the parking, uh, my, my comment was that I, I believe in reviewing or actually physically looking at the parking lot, the striping is no longer really all that visible. Um, and, um, you know, some some spaces, some areas are uh, do not conform to the current regulations. But if it's historically been parked in that manner, I, I don't. I think that it's appropriate to continue the, I suppose, for lack of a better term, non-conforming nature of the parking spaces. Um, I do. Uh, I do. You know, my primary concern from the get-go on this was obviously the, the uh, appearance of the parking lots, uh, which today are in, in really rough shape. Um, this property is very prominently, prominently located downtown, and um, as this is a special exception, uh, the commission has certain latitude to uh, review um, elements of the site plan that wouldn't be necessarily allowed for permitted use. Uh, so I, I do suggest the commission carefully consider uh, what visual improvements are being proposed. Uh, so far, all we have is a note that it's going to be a decorative fence. I uh, would um, recommend that um, perhaps more detail be provided along the lines of what specific fencing is going to be proposed because uh, whatever they put in is something that the city is going to have for hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that now. It says the chain link fence is to be replaced by Decker fence. Uh, Patrick, do you have, or Dominic, does anybody have any pictures of what you plan on presenting or replacing it with just so we can see visual visual tools are great. And I, I don't have a visual tool of, of the to show you at the moment on the fence. You know, it's anticipated to be um, aluminum aluminum type fence. And it's something that we need to discuss with the owner a little further as we give you a very specific fencing type. See, the other thing we're doing to the parking lots is that we are resurfacing them, restriping them, and cleaning out the, the drainage basins. Okay, Ryan, one question I do have is if if they currently conform to the old regulations for parking size and shape, do they have to conform to the new one with the new build or they can put the same ones back because they're grandfathered in? That's uh, essentially, you know, the, the parking alignment that existed historically can be reused. Okay. Hey, Ted, Mayor Zekin. Yeah, Rich, go ahead. Can I jump in real quick? Um, the, the fencing and all, listen, if they can, there's a lot of Schumac and everything around the fencing, and I'm, a, 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 I'm sure they're going to make it very decorative where the resident's going to want to live there and, and look, you know, very nice and everything. Um, I'm very for this project. There's going to be so many, much more traffic down there. So I'm very looking forward to this. And I'm, uh, with with the fencing and everything, I, I'm pretty sure that they're <laughs> they're going to take care of everything there, all of all the weeds and everything that are there. So, um, very for this. Uh, I know you guys are going to do your due diligence, 
and uh, it's going to be a home run for downtown. So that's what I put my two cents into that. Thank you, Chairman. Okay. Thank you. Well, one of the things, Mayor, that, that we have to go through methodically because we have one shot at this. And we know if you want to if you want to get people in there and put bodies in there for apartments, you're going to do your best and put your best foot forward. And so we know they're going to clean it up. It's just visual tools. It's something we need to know as a commission to say, okay, well, what are you going to put there? Cause if we just let anybody say anything, you know, you could put something up and it can fall in disrepair in three years from now. We know they're not going to do that because the goal is to put people there and to, to fill those apartments. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Dorsch across the street is looking at, constantly looking at that fence. He's always asked me about it. So I know, I'm sure that they are probably most likely to make it decorative. So the the reason why we're asking is I just want to see if they had something to show the commission, you know, and and we have them, we have it in writing that they're going to change it and what they're going to put there. I just asking if we could see something. And certainly if uh, attorney Thomas representing the property owners and the applicant, um, certainly uh, the commission do have the note on the plan. Uh, The commission can, uh, uh, if it considers a uh, cease fit to approve it, can conditional upon staff uh, reviewing uh, the uh, uh, type of decorative fence. I think, you know, as Pat mentioned, most likely the aluminum, uh, I, you know, the aluminum, raw, I call a aluminum wrought iron fence. It's the one that uh, are much more durable, look like wrought iron fences and, and uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's like the fence around my yard. I get it. And that's what I was leading to Dominic. Just if we can condition that, that we can handle that by staff. My next question to Ryan was, can we handle it by staff as a condition that they work with the staff to put up the best fencing that they possibly can see fit for that area? So that's what I was driving at. Um, It's subjective. (laughs) Uh, So, Okay. Subjective to whom? If we entrust our CEO and our staff that it, that is subjective, you know, that, that they can make the proper decision, then I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with you and Sarah making those types of decisions, especially when it comes to offense, you know. So how much leeway do we have? I mean, the note is on the map. So I, I, I see we, that on the map and on the document that. also. Right. Dominic. And so, so – if in fact what is presented does not match the note, then we are not in compliance with the approval because the approval has to comply with all the notes and conditions that are on the plan submitted. I, I, I understand that. I'm just asking our engineer if we have the leeway to do that. And if we do, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I, cause I'd like to handle this, approve the build, the design and something like a fence could be handled by staff. I'm, I'm all for that. Less that you have to come back before us. Do any commission members, let me ask this question because it is a public hearing. Um, do any commission members have any uh, comments on this? Yeah, Ted, uh, just yes, two Steve. quick ones. One, I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If the fence is the missing piece, uh, turfing that to staff is fine as in my opinion. And the second question for the developer is just what is their rough timeline for completing the project uh, after approval? Yes. Yeah, so, um, my name is Joseph Vole and I'm a you know, partner and developer in the uh, project. 
and I could just say, you know, we're going to go as quickly as we could possibly go, you know, from approval, we still have, can you hear me or? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. From, from the approval process, we have a series of things to go through. In other words, you know, we will get our bids for construction and we're going to make some, you know, decisions like the fence. So I think we like a little flexibility with the fence because as we go along, you got to realize this is the first really development on the Derby side. There's a lot going on on the Shelton side and we're hoping to capitalize and hopefully start some renaissance in Derby, you know, where we could get some projects moving on the Derby side. They're going to attract a better clientele where we could basically have people that want to live in Derby, you know, most likely single people, maybe a couple that want to live in Derby and commute to different areas outside of Derby or Derby itself. But we want to have some flexibility, like a fence I think is an important issue, but being that I'm very adept at construction, I just finished a project that was sitting there for years in Newtown and I converted it to all apartments and, and saved the building that basically was an eyesore and made it all apartments instead of a mixed use. So I think you have to have some flexibility because right now we're having a serious problem on getting material. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. So I want to have some flexibility. I mean, I prefer to look at this. I want to have some wrought iron type looking fence. And I'm not saying I'm even going to rule out wrought iron because one of my workers is actually a welder and we, we do manufacture and fabricate a lot of wrought iron. So that's not out of the equation. Another thing is we do use a lot, which is quicker, is the aluminum type fence that looks like like the wrought iron. And another thing here, which I think is a very interesting building from the air it's in, it's a beautiful building inside with the elevator, with the brass, with the drawings at a dam. And then the outside's very interesting with the clean look and the windows being added. So I'm still exploring, even possibly doing a custom, it could be a custom wood fence that could be really nice, depending on how it's done, like with cedar and attractive, you know, approach. But I think from a safety standpoint and a security standpoint, I think wrought iron or aluminum would probably be the best, in my opinion, right now from what I see, because this is really the first project coming over the bridge from Shelton, basically it's any significant apartments, which are gonna really try to get a higher rent range and try to cater to a better clientele, uh, you know, so we could try to upgrade. So hopefully professional people would wanna live here, lawyers, doctors. Uh, so I think know, one of the things uh, Steve was alluding to was, you know, if you get approval, when are you looking to start, which I think you answered that question very nicely is we don't want to give an approval and then it sits there for years and then it expires like some other approvals we've done in the past. So that, yeah, I that's, agree with that's you what too. the main question is. And you know what? Um, wrought iron looking aluminum fence. I have it all around my yard. It's I'm looking at it now. So it's, I understand there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you, Ted. I have the same thing in my house in Monroe. I have a wrought iron, uh, you know, yeah. aluminum fence looks like wrought, wrought iron, iron looking aluminum fence. I understand. Thank you. And then basically the project, you know, just so you know, we've owned it over 25 years. So, we both are, you know, we don't have no problems financially. So we both have a good history. So we'll have no problems financially being able to do the project. So we're going to move as quick as we could. And, and basically we're going to try to get, you know, make sure we can get all the material, get the construction moving as quickly. Once we get approvals, we're of course going to do financing. So we've got to get our financing approval and everything. So it's going to move relatively quickly. We're not looking to do it a few years from now. We're looking to do it ASAP. Thank you, Joe. Gino, you got your hand up or are you just playing games? 
No, I'm good. I, I'd like to ask a few questions. So, Go ahead. Um, look, looking over on uh, the print here, uh, where that elevator shaft is, isn't there a, um, like some type of cell phone tower or cell phone units up there in that building? The cell tower was abandoned. There was a company, Metro, that went in here, and unfortunately, oh, okay. it went bankrupt. And uh, we've been trying for a while to try to get somebody to take care of that. So as part of the project, we're going to have to remove that, you know, remove it and basically redo the roof. Uh, that's part of our cost that we're going to take over myself and John. So we, we are well aware of that. I mean, right now we haven't had any other tower. I rent to a lot of tower, you know, like T-Mobiles and uh, Verizon and my other locations in other towns. I have quite a few of them. But right now I think they're mostly right across the street, I think, on that high-rise apartment, I think, I believe. Okay, yeah, that, there. just the reason for my question was that, um, you know, I, I, I drive by there a lot, and I happen to notice the, you know, the brick that was up on top. And uh, so where you put these windows in, um, how are, or what kind of system are you going to use to, um, you know, to tooth back in the brick? Is that going to be just a, a thin brick that you're going to, Put. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna fabricate. In other words, we're gonna cut out the brick and fabricate. You know, a nice trim. You know, piece. Oh, okay. But yeah. the the uh, top, the stuff that you're seeing come off is not brick. That was a requirement the city had. The people that built it had a match. We made sure in our lease that they had a match the existing brick, and that's all fake material. And that's from the storms and hurricanes. It's it's gotten the you know it's coming off. But what I'm saying is that'll be totally removed. All that all that chases and all that stuff is going to be taken off. The other brick is fine. There's no you know issues with it at all, other than some repointing in the front on the granite and the masonry stuff. But that's not real, you know, stone that's falling. Okay. Um, Gina, you get all your questions answered. You got anything else? No, I think, uh, I think that's good from what I can tell here. I'm good. Thank you. Any other comments from any commission members? Any comments at all? We'll open it up to the public then. Is there any comments from the public? Any comments from the public at all? Okay. Wait, Mr. I, Mr. Chairman, do you have correspondence that perhaps should be read into the record? Uh, I got to dig up the email. I don't have the email. It, it's in my inbox, but. Mr. Chair. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. You can read them in if you want. Uh, no, I, I don't have them. I can get them. I, I only had okay. one. I don't know if there were others that were sent. Yeah, there were two. The only one. They were sent in favor for this development. Right. Uh, but I, I want to speak on my own behalf. Go ahead. Follow 95 Academy Hill Road, uh, Derby. I just want to um, <clears throat> speak on this matter um, and just encourage the board to make sure that the aesthetics, at, as have been raised, including the fencing, the windows, and so forth, uh, meet the standard of the original part of the building to uh, improve the quality of the view of downtown. Uh, as this is a beginning point. We want to make sure that it sets a good foundation. And also just to make sure that the parking is adequate to cover the amount. Uh, the off-street parking is adequate to um, accommodate the, the likes of this project. Thank you very much. Ed, if I can. Carmen. Yes, please. Um, Carmen DeCenzo, 7J Drive. Um, listen, um, I would not worry about the aesthetics 
or what Mr. Val is going to do. I know Mr. Val. I know his properties. And I know he does a wonderful job. Um, and I, this is a great project for the city because of the uh, apartment sizes. There's no impact to services or to the high school or to the school system. Um, it's in the downtown area. Our downtown is in desperate need of foot traffic. And I think this will be a beginning. Um, we just had some properties turned over to another developer that I know who is fixing up those properties. And I think you're going to see a revitalization in downtown over the next two years. And I know Mr. Vole is going to take his property and he's going to fix it up tremendously and it's going to work great for Derby. And I thank him. Thank you. Thanks, Carmen. Anybody else from the public would like to address the commission at this time? Ted, actually, I would like to jump in if I could. Sure. Go ahead, Dan. I was having microphone troubles when you were on the commission part. Um, I actually, I've seen a lot of Mr. Vall's work. Um, I've seen a project he worked on in Monroe. And I would just like to say, I really think he's the kind of guy that we could use in downtown Derby um, to maybe catalyze some of, you know, the, the renaissance and the, the renovations that we'd like to see downtown. I really think this project could be a good, you know, cornerstone for that. And uh, just looking over the plans and some of the ideas he have, it really seems like he, he's not just trying to come in here, bang out some apartments and get out. He really wants to build a, a, a project and, and have something that competes with what we're seeing across the river and, and have something that people want to live in. He's, he's got the right vision for Derby. Is there anybody else from the public or the commission that would like to address the commission at this time? Anyone else from the public or commission? Mr. Chairman. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. Uh, I agree with, kind of concur with what everybody's saying here. Uh, just one thing came to mind. I believe years ago on the front of that building, uh, being that it is four stories in the front and it is very visual, especially from Shelton, uh, I think there was some uplighting on the building facade there. Uh, just just a question if they could look into that. I think they were like brass fixtures, big square boxes that uplit the front of the building. And it really did look good. Like back when I was a kid, I recall that. Um, Beautiful. It's still there. I think it's still, there. still there. If they could even maybe just look into that because it, it, it really makes it easier for downtown. That's all I have. Thanks, Ray. Anyone else from the commission or the public like to address the commission at this time? Anyone else from anybody else? I, I moved that we hey, close the public hearing. Yo, go ahead. Sorry, it's Eugene from the Valley, and I know it's not go a ahead, question and answer, but what the heck. I was wondering if there's any information on the type of uh, rent range that will be offered there. And then, uh, just as an ignoramus, what's the what's in the building now? How is there significant vacancy, and what is uh, the office space rental like now in Derby? It's it's terrible. I mean, I've owned it for twenty five years. It's never been worse. But to be honest with you, everywhere in Connecticut, there's I have office buildings all over the state. Wallingford, I have a lot of square footage. Trumbull, Monroe, Bridgeport, Newtown, all over. There's no demand almost for office space, to be quite frank. I don't care where you go. I have class A office, I have class B, and I have class C. But Derby, the problem is you can't get the price even to cover. I've been losing a fortune on this building myself and my partner, John, for a number of years because 
we try to help everybody that tries to come in to survive. And the tenants love the building, but unfortunately with COVID, we lost a number of tenants just because they're working remote and they're going to stay remote now. And that's just a process that's happened since COVID, but there's really no demand for that. So I think apartments are really going well. If you look at Shelton, I mean, it's unbelievable. I can't even believe some of the projects they've put up and the rents they're getting. They're getting really good rents there. We aren't anywhere near that in Derby yet, but we're hoping to set the threshold for really good rents. And we're not going to be as high as Shelton yet, but we're going to try to make it high enough to attract the right type of people and make sure that it's good for the city of Derby and it's good for you know everybody concerned because it, ultimately we got to make money with the building because that's our goal. So in other words, we want to make it a very nice building attractive and start the process rolling. So hopefully I know some other developers doing some buildings in Derby they bought and they're renovating and they're buying more. So I'm excited about it. So I'm very happy and John's very happy to be involved with this project because my experience, I'm a little older than John, but I've been doing rehab since the early late 1970s. So I've done hundreds and hundreds of rehab buildings. So that's my experience. And I would love to keep the character of the old building and at the same time, make it very attractive. Where I mean, I want to try to keep the ceiling. I mean, we have beautiful hand-painted ceilings on the first floor. And I want to still take some of the people into the building now, you know, so they can get to see. And I'd like to keep as many of the effects that I think are attractive in the building. I'd like the to elevator. keep them, like the elevator and some of the carpentry, the woodwork. I have some really good carpenters on my staff that could build really nice stuff. So... I'm excited oh, I about trying to make I, I, I think you hit it that commercial real estate is is pretty much dead wherever you go. Right. Uh, I concur with that. That you're not you, if you're just in commercial real estate, you're having a problem right now. Um, uh, the rents, I think, what uh, Eugene from the Valley Indy was alluding to, what are these? Good, not exactly. If you don't know exactly what you're going to market these for, are they market rate? Uh, they're all market rate. They're all going to be 100% market rate. And we're hoping to break, you know, in the thousand, you know, low thousand dollar range, $1,100, $1,200. I mean, to give you, I mean, I'm hoping we can get into that because don't forget the construction costs have gone up at least. Yeah, they're through the roof. Absolutely. They're through the roof right now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one more. Hopefully that answered your, your question. Yeah. Yep, thank One you. more point that, that needs to be made, and just to show you, it's not just what uh, my clients are saying. If you uh, gander a view across the river at the uh, building that is next to Sponge X, uh, which is a retail building on the other side of uh, Riverside, the new Riverside Drive or whatever they call it, um, there is a lower level commercial. The upper level was supposed to be offices. And the individual, the developer, is someone that I do some work for. I'm not working on that project. But the second floor was supposed to be offices. There's a public hearing tomorrow night in Shelton and before their zoning commission to change all the offices in that PDD to apartments. Um, because the SpongeX building is basically leased out. And what I'd like to see is that same type of quick lease out and people coming into town in Derby. Thank you, Dominic. Anybody else from the public like to address the commission at this time? Anyone from the public? Anyone from the commission? Anybody? 
Uh, actually, to, to echo Dom, but Dom, you're talking about the building where, where Dunkin' Donuts used to be, right? The clock clock tower? No, no, no. The one where actually Dunkin' Donuts was going to go. The one where Dunkin' Donuts used to be, that one is going up as fast as anybody can do it. My understanding is it's mostly pre-rented. It's completely rented. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say it's completely rented out, and the first and second floor, I believe, are mostly yeah, and and I'm talking about the smaller building. If you look across from my building, and by the way, if we're talking about uh, downtown Derby buildings, you should all wish my building a uh, uh, happy birthday. It's 100 years old this year. So happy birthday, Dominic! Have you considered making it an apartment? <laughs> Uh, no, I, no, I, no, I haven't. Uh, but if you look across the river and you look at the Sponge X building, for those of you who know what I'm talking about, to the left of the Sponge X building is a lower building that is retail. The second floor was supposed to be office. It's going to be changed into uh, 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 it's going to be changed into apartments. The lower level remaining commercial. The people come in, and while the offices are not saleable, the, certainly the retail and the other things are what. Uh, we want to see happen in uh, Derby. Ted, it sounds like you're looking for a motion to close the public hearing. Yeah, yes, please. I do have one. Well made. <laughs> is, is there any? Is there any questions for the applicant? I have one. The applicant. Right. Go ahead. Uh, it's in ref uh, regards to the dumpster locations that appears to be in reasonably close proximity to the outdoor dining areas, or or close to well not immediately just but close to outdoor dining areas from uh, restaurants on, on Elizabeth street. Is there any um, plans for the uh, dumpster enclosure itself? Fencing, uh, masonry walls, things of that nature. It's going to be enclosed. The garbage is going to be hundred percent enclosed. Okay. So similar to the fencing, Mr. Chairman, there are regulations regarding dumpster enclosures and we can, uh, Incorporated. All I want to know is if we can address uh, we can address it administratively with staff or not. Yes. Uh, Steve, so my, mo my motion uh, to close public hearing. Seconded. Any discussion on the motion? All in favor, say aye. 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 Okay. Um, since we uh, the next item on the agenda is item number ten A, new business, thirty three Elizabeth Street LLC, thirty three Elizabeth Street, special accepting application for a commercial retail office on first floor, twenty two, and ten one bedroom apartments. Discussion of possible action. I think we beat this to uh, to what do you call it? Um, discussing it in the public. Um, I, I move that we accept the application as is with the notes, and we allow the fencing and dumpster enclosure to be handled administratively with our staff. I'll second that. Made and seconded. Any discussion on the motion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, good luck. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much. We look forward to working with the top. Thank you. Now you can now you can go on mute.